0: Welcome to Ask Launchpad, a podcast designed to answer career-related questions we see most often in the Launchpad at York St. John. I'm Jess, Senior Careers Advisor in the Launchpad team, and today I've invited along my colleague Matt Jones, who you'll remember from our first episode...
1: Good morning, how are you?
0: I'm fine, thank you. The question I have for today is something I happen to know you have lots of experience with. What on earth are psychometric tests?
1: I know, right? It even sounds very serious and very technical. Yes. Uh, Which of course it is, but it's not quite as scary as you may have thought. So I first came across uh, psychometric testing unsurprisingly, as a student. Mm-hmm. So, in my final year, that was the first time that I came across psychometric tests. And it was 15 numerical questions in 15 minutes. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Um, so, I did a English language and linguistics degree. Mm-hmm. So, I'm much more sort of familiar with words and language. So, I hadn't even thought about at any point doing a numerical test so I hadn't prepared at all so this 15 questions in 15 minutes because I didn't practice I was there already in the test firstly if you do get an invitation to do a psychometric test do not click the link because it will start (laughs) the test um, as I learned so I started to work through the questions by the end of the 15 minutes I'd done uh, 10 questions in the 15 minutes which of course was a fail because I I didn't complete the 15 questions but I'd got the 10 right which was really annoying for this uh, podcast today. Brought along some data which I've anonymized. Um So this was based on my personal experience of applications uh, submitted to a large corporate uh, organisation in 2017-18. And um, overall, from the university I was working at, um, 396 students submitted an application for um, for industrial placement and graduate scheme roles. Was
0: that just from that university that as well? That was just
1: from that University of Lone, yeah. Out of those 396, 316 reached the psychometric test stage. So basically only, um, only 80 people failed to pass the application yeah. stage. Now from that testing stage, 316 uh, students completed psychometric tests and only 43 out of the 316 progressed to the next stage, which was telephone interview.
0: Wow.
1: So... Just based on that one university in that one year for one organisation, that drop is huge. Yeah. And having worked with those students, having worked with students uh, in my previous role and current role, that is totally preventable. It really, really is. And students shouldn't worry unnecessarily about psychometrics as long as they're practising. I think that's the most important thing as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's really important. So I also have an experience of, I think I've done as a an applicant i've done one psychometric test in Mm -hmm. my entire life and it was when i was working for the nhs and i discovered oh the nhs do a graduate scheme i wonder whether i'm a graduate i wonder if i could go for that and i didn't really understand what graduate schemes were i didn't really understand what psychometric tests were i did exactly the same as you i was like oh click the link i want to do it quickly that will show them i'm really keen and i had no idea what to Mm -hmm. expect what i was facing so i had no chance i didn't i don't even think i finished them before they said kicked me out and said you can't progress any further and I remember Mm -hmm. at the time thinking this is so unfair I'd be really good at this job but this test I haven't even had the opportunity and that's one of the things that i think is important when i'm working with students it's that awareness of what they are understanding what will be expected for you and that's true for students who are going into the graduate market but as you've said our students that are looking for placement year options Mm. equally you are very likely to face these so it is important to start doing some of that preparation if you have ambitions with these kind of organizations
1: absolutely i think knowledge is power and the more you know the better position that you're in and i totally agree i mean in my experience as well working with students in a nutshell the numerical tests are gcse maths yeah and students sort of say, "Why I'm not very good at maths? Why? Why? Do, why do I have to do these tests? Why are they part of the recruitment process?" So, sort of, uh, I did a bit of research. I was reading um, an article this week, actually, on uh, Business Cloud, which was an article called "Recruiters Turn to Tech to Find Talent." I saw it was um, an interview as part of that article, that was given by uh, Sasha Fiordo, who is the director for MySort. So, they are a recruitment firm who use psychometric testing as part of finding. Um, finding suitable recruits Um, and what she said was while recruitment traditionally focuses on interviews and cvs we know it takes so much more to get to know somebody with that in mind the main focus of our recruitment strategy is centered around the psychometric tests and evaluation methods and she then goes on to say which is really interesting the worst thing we could do is place a candidate in a role that they think they want but a few months down the line, they realise it's not for them and it wastes everybody's time.
0: Yeah,
1: And I think that is the most important thing to consider when doing psychometric tests. The psychometric tests that you will complete won't be random. They will be related to the role that you're applying for. So if you're applying for a role in accounting or finance, you're more than likely going to complete a, a numerical test of some yeah. sort. Even if you are looking to go into marketing, for example, you may have think you've dodged the bullet in terms of doing numerical tests when actually analytics are a huge part of the role to do mm-hmm. with marketing and analysing how a successful a campaign has been, for example. So therefore you've not dodged the bullet, you will have to do a numerical test. And I think it's knowing your strengths and knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're happy with doing. And I think it's so easy, especially when you find jobs and we we recommend students look at all roles that are available in and outside what they thought they were looking for and apply for things that they find interesting. But on the flip side of that, although you might might think you really want that job and you might really think that that's is what you want to do with your career. If you pass a, you scrape through the psychometrics, for example, or historically, when I've worked with students, um, I've asked their friends and family to do the psychometric tests for them. Yeah they've got through the stage and might end up in a role that they're not happy with and doesn't suit them as a person. I think that's a really important point as well. So
0: this is a really interesting point. I worked with a student recently who'd been through a very high level sort of company that's got really high reputation. They hire a lot of graduates and they have a really interesting psychometric testing suite. They use a gamified system. Mm. It's called Arctic Shores if anyone wants to look it up because they're really interesting. And the way they do it, you feel like you're playing a game. So they do it, you can do it on your mobile phone and it looks like you are entering a building and you go into a lift and on every floor it's like um mm. illustrated you do like a game essentially mm. And it is part of a test and I have been fortunate enough that I've seen some of the, I don't understand it, but I've seen some of the background data that gets pulled into that. They measure hundreds of different data points throughout this, but it feels quite fun. It doesn't feel quite scary because it's Mm -hmm. a game. Now, This student wasn't successful and he brought his uh, report because a lot of psychometric tests, you will be offered at the end some form of report to say, this is how you did. Here's what we found. And he couldn't quite pull it apart. He couldn't figure out what it was saying to him. So we had a look at it. And I think one of the things that's really important is what the report doesn't do. It doesn't say, you are bad at this thing. This thing is terrible. Especially anything that is measuring something like um, how you seem to prefer to respond to something. So some of the things that he'd done, his his score said something like, this candidate seems as though he is most comfortable when working to a set of rules and doesn't like taking risks. Mm. Now, he was like well is that a good thing is that a bad thing i said it's neither good nor bad however if you have a look at this company's website it says on the job advert they're looking for for a risk taker so that is one of the reasons you didn't get this right is because you're not right for it you probably wouldn't be happy mm. and they know that actually you maybe wouldn't achieve as well as they need you to as quickly as you could mm. so it's not necessarily a you're you failed how dare you have done badly often it is a case of Maybe that wasn't the right role for you. Uh,
1: You're so, so right. And I think on the back of that and receiving that report, use feedback that you receive, whether Mm -hmm. that's from an interview or whether that's from a psychometric test. Look at what kind of person. You may be, because, mm-hmm. of course, it's not you. Or, we are we are people of lots of different skill sets. Yes. So although um, those are the test results, uh, do take with a pinch of salt. However, do look at um, what the test results have identified and maybe use that moving forward yeah. to, OK, if I'm not a risk taker and I, I sort of work best in quite a repetitive environment or an environment where uh, things are the same or there are very f- uh, few risks, maybe look at other opportunities, other roles that are, are in that environment and you could match closely with
0: yeah absolutely so it might be helpful if we pull back a little bit because I imagine there'll be some students listening that are going well you're doing all this storytelling about all these things and experiences but I still don't know what to expect with one so I've got a set of questions that I'm sure you can help me answer to see if we can support more students understanding of psychometric testing Mm. can you first of all tell me a little bit more about the different types of tests a student might face
1: absolutely so there are several types of psychometric tests that you may be asked to complete the first one that we've already mentioned is the numerical reasoning test now that is of course testing your your numeracy skills and your ability to analyze make decisions and inferences from numerical data so that could be in the form of a graph or a chart but equally it could be for example finding the highest common factor of a number again linking to gcse maths it is at that stage so therefore a gcse maths textbook or um bbc bite size or a sort of online um gcse level maths websites can be really useful i've Uh,
0: seen it in the form of a bus timetable that had been turned backwards and some of the stops been removed and then the question would be how long does it take me to get from bishop Auckland to county durham bus stop and you had to work that out even though it was backwards
1: and the thing is to remember is if you do live in County Durham or Bishop Auckland, do not use your local knowledge yeah. <laughs> to say how long it will take. They're not wanting to know about what you know outside this test. They want you to know how you can engage with the figures that you've got in front yeah. of you. And that also goes for other types of tests. So, for example, if if you're given a verbal reasoning test assessing how you can read sort of understand and imp- interpret text uh, opinions and views mm-hmm. if that text is on the music industry for example which it can be um, and you're a music student try not to use your sort of preconceived ideas yeah. or things as part of your course to answer that question that is not what it's meant for
0: it's actually it's like reading comprehension isn't it, it what really they is. want to know is can i read this paragraph of text and understand that paragraph of text and in enough to be able to answer a question about it yes. so actually you using information you already know isn't going to impress anyone because they're going to say there is nowhere in that paragraph you could have read that fact Mm. so that isn't actually helpful absolutely
1: another one we could talk about is situational Mm judgement so anybody who has applied for maybe a retail chain for a role so I applied when I was a student for uh, M&S yes uh, Marks and Spencer for example and they're very keen on situational judgement tests so that would basically consist of a range of different situations that you could experience within that role and how would you respond Mm -hmm. now now, the purpose of these tests are to see if how you would respond and your instincts do they match the instincts or the wants of the organisation. Yeah. So, for example, the, the ones I did uh, for MS were it's a busy Sunday. And you are given responsibility of a uh, of the front end till mm-hmm. area. It's extremely busy, and you are short staffed. What would you do? And mm-hmm. then maybe give you four answers that you'd pick. What the most, or could be most and least likely yeah. that you would do. And again, what they are matching you against so are their own um, uh, their own competences, their own values, mm-hmm. and to see how close you match with that my mum worked for M&S for 25 years and I thought I knew Marks and Spencers very well and I didn't pass those
0: tests (laughs) and the thing is it doesn't necessarily mean that you got that answer wrong you just got it wrong for M&S
1: absolutely so you know
0: Aldi might have been like that's perfect thank you very much that's it
1: And the thing is, don't be complacent. So your mum's experience at 25 years does not count for anything. Yeah,
0: she might not have been paying attention. (laughs) I'm sure she was. (laughs) So there are some others as well that I come up... And I I hear these a lot and students go, I have no idea what to do with that. So things like inductive reasoning, diagrammatic reasoning, logical reasoning. Yes. Those are the ones that are a big challenge for me. I really struggle with these tests.
1: Basically, inductive, diagrammatic are around symbols, shapes, diagrams, Mm -hmm. and patterns. Now, for me... I do not do well in those tests I know I don't do well in those tests however when I'm delivering sessions on psychometric testing some students especially creative students on creative arts degrees do extremely well and they see things really quickly they notice patterns really quickly And i'm always really flabbergasted by that for someone who it isn't natural for, for me to, to be, do well in those tests however obviously practice um, helps you to become better yeah. in those and that, and, and that can really help it's interesting to see what your aptitude your own aptitudes are and how well you can, can respond to yeah. those tests so for example one inductive reasoning test might be a series of squares shapes circles and you might have to identify what the next um, one is uh, the next shape is in the sequence and again the, the, the key to that one if it doesn't come naturally to you if the first thing is don't worry because you can get better at those tests it's about noticing patterns yes. and I think the way to notice patterns are to do them more and more mm. and if you identify that is a weaker area for you or for example if you're not as good as numerical uh, numerical testing as we've as we mentioned that could be a really good place to start and mm. um, but also complacency is is something to consider as well so as i've mentioned about the um, situational judgment i probably got a little bit complacent about i can yeah i can work at MS mom's worked there for 25 years i know it really well maybe i didn't answer the way i probably should have done yeah so do practice don't be complacent if you if numerical comes really well to you still practice it because you can always get better at those things some tests as well um, feature negative marking yeah so for example if you're seen to guess too many answers too quickly they can actually deduct marks from your score which would cause you to fail the psychometric test
0: i imagine somebody listening to that would say that seems really unfair but you've got to as with a lot of things in careers look at it from the employer's perspective Mm. and what they are often trying to do is make sure that you're not just guessing yes you're not just making lucky guesses because that wouldn't be of any help to anybody at all. And what I say in particular with those kind of diagrammatic reasoning tests, there is something in them that is a natural part of how the test is designed, and it's called a distractor. Mm-hmm. And they put those in so there will be one part of the pattern that is completely unnecessary. It's not part of the test at all. And what happens, and this is where I often fell down until I started practicing them more, you spend so long going, but that. I don't understand what that bit is so I'm going to get it wrong I might as well just guess because I'm going to get one in four chance of getting it right if I guess Mm. and actually you've got to get better at saying that Bit's irrelevant, it's so there's a line in it that that doesn't seem to matter. It's the triangle in the top left corner that's the part that's actually part of the pattern. Mm. And as I agree with you wholeheartedly, Matt, it's just practicing that absolutely um, and being able to think what are the possibilities with this particular test.
1: Yeah, another thing as well the countdown clock in yeah. the corner can be a huge one. And when you mentioned distracting, it, it can be distracting, it can yes. be really distracting to know that a clock's ticking. There's not a sound effect like the countdown clock, as you might think.
0: That might make some people feel better, <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um, but yeah, it gives. It could be um, a small clock in the the corner of the screen that is uh, obviously showing you how long you've got left. What I would say is take note Mm -hmm. of the clock, but don't let that rule your performance. Yes. So keep looking back to know where you are and so you can manage your time effectively, but don't keep looking back so much that you're wasting time by looking how much time has uh, elapsed yeah one other psychometric test that i would like to mention is the personality questionnaire Mm -hmm. or gia assessment so a gia assessment is a general intelligence assessment and basically this is this is measuring your personality but also your how intelligent you are now um, my partner sophie she's recently got a new job and she had to complete a gia assessment and she she scored extremely highly um, well done, she, Sophie. Yeah, and she was informed that uh, the only person who scored higher than her was the CEO. So I, d- I didn't stop hearing m- about She's a York St John graduate, isn't she? She's a <laughs> York John graduate. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, currently an IT project manager. So if you do um, a degree in language, English language and linguistics, it doesn't mean you have to stay in that area. No. She's like I say, she's a project manager for uh, an IT firm. I didn't do as well <laughs> as her in the GIA. And this this sort of question, this type of questionnaire makes me go a little bit sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, we've we've talked many times about this example. Um, however, so personally i completed a personality questionnaire and a gia before a grad uh, scheme interview so i would applied for this role and the role required a really strong uh, organiser really strong organisational skills because it was uh, orchestrating uh, logistics and yeah. writing contracts and there were a lot of sort of time bound elements of that role so of course they were looking for some with um, orga- good organisational skills now as my nan would say, uh, Matt doesn't always let the truth get in the way of a good story <laughs> um, so as part of my application I professed that I was this amazing organiser, great organisational skills which, which at that time I didn't, luckily have since but at that time I didn't.
0: I can tell you he definitely has improved <laughs> in this regard
1: well that didn't stop me from talking about these skills within my application so I was sent a link to complete a personality questionnaire and a GIA and I completed those and the result of that assessment was sent directly to the interviewer and I didn't get a copy so I couldn't see what was in this report. Mm So I turned up on the day to have my interview, and again I professed. The interview lasted about forty minutes. I professed that I was this amazing organizer uh, and great organizational skills. And right at the end of the interview, which I thought had gone really well, uh, the interviewer took uh, this report out of her bag, slid it across the desk, and said, "I'm going to leave the room for ten minutes. Uh, I'd like you to read in that re- in that report how that contradicts everything you've just told me for the past forty minutes." And what we'll do I'll, after the ten minutes, I'll come back in and we'll do the interview all over again. Oh gosh, I would have died. I felt ill. Mm. I was very sweaty, very red, very embarrassed. And as she left, I was flicking through this report and thinking, "Oh my gosh, one, this is really accurate. This is me. <laughs> this is me on paper." It was, it was things like um, Matt may not exhibit strong organisational skills, however, with some prompting could develop these skills. Mm. So actually, it wasn't a report that was slating me or uh, ripping me to shreds. Actually, it was just a, a way of my would be a line manager knowing what my strengths were what your development needs were absolutely and potentially how I could get better and weirdly after the next 40 minute interview I got the job which yeah. was which was, uh, I turned up for the book I actually bought a lottery ticket on the way because I thought this is really lucky um, <laughs> but it but, didn't because yeah, you
0: wouldn't
1: be here it didn't because yeah I left about three weeks later it wasn't for <laughs> me but that sort of those sort of tests um, what I would say it's not sent of course it's sent to test you um, but it's not right or wrong it's just to get a really good overview of you as a person and uh, related to the to the requirement of the role
0: personality tests are a really interesting one especially because you will definitely find people have wildly different opinions of how valuable they are mm. as well so some people you'll see will have like their MBTI type profiles they'll write them in their Twitter bio or on their LinkedIn yeah. profile and they'll be really proud of I am an ENFJ and other people can be quite sceptical and they mm. they are They will often say things like, well, if you do a personality test and it tells you nice things about yourself, it's a bit like a horoscope. You'll want to read into that because it's nice to hear nice things about and what your strengths are. But actually, often in recruitment, they're used for very specific and very scientific purposes. Mm. And psychometric tests have been through a rigorous uh, process of testing it for reliability and validity and lots of other things that our psychology students in particular will be very familiar with. And there are some real benefits for employers. So... I think that's probably quite a useful thing for us to chat about to help students understand why employers use these type of tests in the first place. Mm, absolutely. A big one for me is it's quick. That is one of the key reasons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially when we talked about before about the amount of applications that company received that we talked about at the start of the the podcast. So three hundred and ninety six applications, that is a that is a huge amount of applications. And that's just from one university. Absolutely. In one year. Mm. So I mean, how that company would sift through those applications quickly mm. without a psychometric test i wouldn't i wouldn't even know where to start yeah. and the company that you would be applying for they're not there to sift through applications all day every day of course you've got your hr department mm. who are really really helpful in the, in the recruitment process and they might be a recruitment agency that, uh, agency that are supporting but at the end of the day that company are there for what they do best yes and it's not to go through each, every single application. Um, with a Especially
0: fi- if some of those applications are going to be from people who they know aren't going to be right for the role.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And they sort of, I sometimes say, remember, it's not personal, it's business. And yeah. I think from, if you're an applicant and you haven't been successful, I really would say it's not personal to you, it is business. And what I would say, if you are successful, it does become personal because you are then an employee Mm -hmm. of that company and therefore they want to help you succeed in line with the role requirements so it does become personal but Mm -hmm. what I would say if you have been unsuccessful keep going don't give up it's not personal
0: yeah I've recently completed a qualification to allow me to be a test administrator for the aptitude tests Mm -hmm. in particular so it's the uh, British Psychological Society test user occupational ability which is useful because it means I can help students understand the test a little bit better but also it means I have looked into why these tests are used and you talked a lot about it being personal well actually Mm. the fact that it's impersonal at the testing level is one of the key benefits it allows recruiters to be objective about the data in front of them which also can help them remove unconscious bias because at the stage that you're doing a test it's nothing to do with anything about you personally it's about how you achieved on those tests or didn't Mm. it's efficient it can cut the cost of interviewing hundreds of candidates and it also means that actually in the long run you might get a response and a decision quicker but also because these tests have been through they've been written by occupational psychologists they've been pulled through these really specific tests to check that they're valid and that they're useful and for the purpose they're being used Mm. and they're often built in conjunction with that organization so if it is somebody like pwc they have worked with somebody to develop a test that fits what they need and tests in those situations are proven indicators reliable indicators of future job performance in those areas it is in recruiters very best interests in a lot of cases to be using them
1: absolutely and don't forget this is just one recruitment process Mm -hmm. so some students say well they won't get to know they don't want to know me as a person they just want to know how well i can do it a maths and at this
0: stage they don't
1: absolutely absolutely but the next stage Mm -hmm. when you're attending maybe a telephone interview or you've got an assessment centre or even a face to face interview they do want to get to know you personally they do want to get to know you professionally But it is just a way of sifting through those candidates to make sure that the people they do interview, they will be good at that role.
0: Yeah, I think that as well is one of the main benefits to you as a job seeker. Mm. There is no point you going for an interview for a role that you're not best suited for. Mm. And if these tests can help you establish, that wasn't for me. You can move on to the next thing that will be for you much more quickly. It doesn't mean that you're waiting around for an answer either.
1: Absolutely. What I would say is they are extremely common. So more than likely you are going to come across these yep. uh, tests within the, within the recruitment process. Around 75% of the times best companies to work for use these tests. Mm-hmm. I think that 75% is low. I think that there are more companies um out there higher than the 75% that use psychometric testing, but it's both for your benefit and their benefit.
0: We've talked about what they are, what students can expect, the different things that they. Can can do, what would be your best recommendations for how students can prepare?
1: This is a thing that I find that students can find really annoying because if they bring a CV to us, mm-hmm. we can go, ah, oh, you need to tweak this, you need to change that, you can do this, and it will be great. With a psychometric test, they're like, oh, but tell me what I need to do. All you can do for these is practice. Yeah. One really good place to start would be at prospects.ac.uk. If you Google prospects psychometric tests, I think through the prospects webpage, there are about eight separate websites predominantly do psychometric tests that you can complete free of charge and practice. Uh, Find out what you're good at, find out where your weaknesses are, but keep practicing. If you are a first or second year, start practicing now, especially if you're thinking of completing an industrial placement, because this will be real in your second year. If you are a second year or a third year, obviously you're going to be applying for graduate schemes. You can never start practicing too early for those tests. Time in your third year is really, really tight. And I think second year and third year are probably who are the biggest juggling actually you'll ever face in your life so if you can start earlier practice those psychometric tests to, to know that you can feel confident if that link comes through that you can click on it mm-hmm. even though you've practiced practice beforehand as well
0: they often have practice questions you can try first, one or two beforehand yeah. absolutely
1: and um, so you can get a feel of what type of test that company use and then hopefully you can go through and feel really confident afterwards that you've done a really good job
0: And I would say for some of them, so for a personality test, you can't necessarily prepare because it is your personality, but it can also be interesting for you before you get to the point of completing these tests to have a go at a personality questionnaire, just to see what kind of responses come out, Mm. to see whether you feel like it is accurate to you and develop your self-awareness. Can
1: I I put you on the spot and ask a question? Of course you can. If a student asks you during a psychometric test, Mm -hmm. uh, especially something around situational judgment, shall I answer how I would answer or should I answer how the employer would want me to answer?
0: I would advise the students before you even get to the stage of being presented with a situational judgment test, you need to have looked and found out as much as you can about that company. You need to have researched what their values are, what their mission is, what they say to their customers, what their social media presence is. If you know anyone who works there already or if you've had a part-time job with them, so for example m some people might have done, make sure you're actually paying attention to the way that that company operates. And the other thing that you then need to do is assess it within yourself. Am I comfortable with the way this company Mm. operates would I be able to operate the way that they want me to Mm. and that should mean that when you are faced with a question like this that you answer Mm. the way you would respond is the way that company would want you to respond in that situation so that would definitely help but everything we've talked about is about it being a good fit so my response would be you need to answer the way you would respond because if you are stretching the truth or outright lying just to pass that test you're not going to be happy in that job and it will become quite apparent Another point I would make really clearly is that some recruiters, they will ask you to do a psychometric test after you have submitted your application form and they'll ask you to do it again when you get onto the assessment day itself because they want to check that it was definitely you that completed that test. That is a
1: really good point. So I worked with a student in my last role who really struggled with the psychometric tests and she ended up um, passing the the psychometric test and getting invited to an assessment centre. Um, for a cosmetics brand And I sort of spoke to her and said Oh my god, congratulations, that's really great Obviously you've been practising a lot of the psychometric tests And she said, oh my dad did it for me Oh gosh. And my face sort of dropped I tried so much to sort of not let My panic inside rub off on her <laughs> But I just sort of said, okay As part of your assessment day They're probably going to ask you to re- repeat the, assessment, the Psychometric questions again uh, Obviously different questions And then the panic did transfer to her <laughs> face And she was like, oh my gosh, what, what do I do now And literally I said, right, you need to get a lot of practice before the day mm-hmm. they might not um actually to redo them but we need to prepare as if they will we need yeah. to be prepared for that and they did ask her to do it again and because she'd practiced she did pass
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else psychometrics or careers related that you would like to plug before we close today?
1: If mm. you think that you're going to struggle with psychometrics or you'd like to ask more information, come and speak to the Launchpad team in the yes. first instance. Ask us if there are any sessions that we're delivering on psychometric testing. I do a really exciting session when we put some questions up on the big screen and I get you guys to, uh, to work through the answers and we discuss in a, in a safe environment, non-judgmental environment, what you think the answer might be. If mm-hmm. you're not sure of the answer, how do we get to that place?
0: Mm -hmm. excellent I will also say Matt is the only careers practitioner I've ever met who has made psychometrics seem uh, accessible and (laughs) interesting actually so well done thank you very much thank you that's everything from us today remember you can find us anytime you need us in the launchpad space in Holgate or by emailing careers at yorksj.ac.uk and good luck with all your future psychometric tests